Hey guys, it's Adam coming to you live from already steamy New York City. It is, um, it is 9.30 in the morning. Uh, so that means mimosas today. Um, it also means that my brain's not fully functioning, so this is going to be a trip and a half. Um, we're going to start by talking about Jeffrey Tambor. Um, he did an interview about his exit from Transparent and the allegations against him, which he still denies. Um, and there's a couple bombshells in there. Um, the first is that Jill Soloway's sister, I think her name is Faith, actually sent him an email and said, hey, you know, this is a coup, blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, he alleges that on the set there was always some, a little bit of tension because a cisgendered male was playing a transgender woman and that Jill Soloway, who created and executive produces Transparent, um, had made mention that there was uh, some, some issues with that. Um, and he also says that, you know, that there were some, uh, there were some fans who were not happy with, with the cisgendered male playing, um, what would become an iconic transgender role, and would always complain about it, yada, 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 um, So, you know, when he's when she told him that there was a coup, he wasn't really worried about it. He thought that it would all be taken care of. Uh, and Jill Soloway, or not Jill Soloway, Faith um, Soloway, or whatever her name is, I'm pretty sure it's Faith, actually acknowledged that, yes, she did send it, but she also said that she stands with the accusers. So I'm a little like, okay, which side are you actually on? You know, because it seems like you're trying to play both sides against one another. And that's just not okay. So then... So... Adding to all this drama... Um, Jeffrey Tambor also acknowledged that he's difficult to work with. Um, he says that it's just because... You know, he's a perfectionist, yada, yada, yada. Um, but he's never harassed anyone. He's always thought everything was consensual. That seems to be the go-to now for these men. I thought everything was consensual. Um, Eric Schneiderman, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein's actually the one who started the it was consensual thing. If you are in a position of power... It doesn't matter if it's consensual or not. It is still sexual harassment. I need to beat this into their heads. It is very, very frustrating. Um, so in his interview with The Hollywood Reporter, there's also a little bombshell in there. The first season without Jeffrey Tambor will also be its last season ever. Now, we don't know... Um, Amazon's not commenting. Um, so we don't know if this is Jill Soloway ending the show because the 
the title character is gone. If this was Amazon saying, hey, um, you know, Jeffrey Tambor is not here anymore, so we don't really have the star power. Which isn't true, because they would have Judith Light still, so. Um, or maybe, maybe the whole plan was to do five seasons and wrap up anyway. Um, I, the, the original plan was for him, for Jeffrey Tambor to play Mort Pfeifferman, um, the pre-coming out character. So I'm thinking that the plan was always to kill off Mora. And, um, you know, just have flashbacks. That way Jeffrey Tambor would still be part of it and could win. I don't know. I'm not there. Um, also, this is breaking news. Um, just in a couple minutes ago, Amazon is not putting Jeffrey Tambor up for an Emmy. Um, this is the first time that he hasn't been up since Transparent debuted. Um, and he has really led some weight behind their, their award goals. So, this is big news. And I need another mimosa and maybe some coffee, so I'll be right back. Alright, I was trying to avoid this. I, I really don't like her, um... You know, I, I cheered her on just like everyone else when she came out as transgender. Um, I bought the Vanity Fair when she appeared on the cover. Um, but Caitlyn Jenner has gone out of her way to make herself unlikable. I mean, Chris Jenner does too, but at least Chris Jenner is smart about it. Caitlyn Jenner basically came out got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars from the LGBTQ community and then turned her back on us. Turned her back on us, voted for the man who has done everything in his power to make life a living hell for the LGBTQ community. And now she's finally admitting she fucked up. So thank God for that. Thank God for that. Um, you know, it, my opening hybrid actually reminds me of a joke from Rolling Grace. Um, from, uh, from 11 years later, the um, premiere episode of the revival where they're playing a game and Will says we want to like her, but she makes it so hard. And it's really true. Caitlyn Jenner makes it hard to like and appreciate her. Um, yes, she's a, an Olympic gold medalist. She's, um, she was probably one of the more sane Kardashians, but there's still something that doesn't quite work there. Um, so, she went before Parliament to... Uh, the UK's parliament, obviously, um, to talk about transgender rights and blah, 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 blah. And she finally said what we've all been saying, why most of us in the LGBT community found it unconscionable that she would vote for Trump. Now, this has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do 
with wanting to be treated as a normal human being. You know, I have a friend, well, I had a friend, um, who was a very avid Trump supporter. And she kept saying, oh, he's going to be great for the LGBTQ community. And he wasn't. He said what he needed to say to get the votes to win. That's all he did. And Caitlyn Jenner's finally realizing that. Like, this man doesn't care. He doesn't care about the middle class. He doesn't care about the poor. He cares about himself. You know, there's a part of me that actually wonders if he actually cares about his family. But this isn't about him. This is about Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, and her realization that this man is just a horrible human being. And, um, yes, yeah, so, um, she urged Parliament not to go down the same route and to protect the LGBT community, specifically transgender. Um, and I think it's wonderful that she realizes what she did was crazy. That she actually really hurt the community. But I'm hoping that in 2020, she doesn't revert back. Because this is a con man. He knows what to say. He knows how to get people riled up and get people on his side. That's why he does the things he does. You know, I don't, I don't often say a lot of nice things about... Trump because I don't like the man, but he is brilliant. He knows how to play the media. And, you know, his little tweets about pulling credentials is never going to happen because the minute he does that and the minute they stop covering him, he doesn't get the attention he so craves. Kind of like Caitlyn Jenner. She wasn't getting a lot of attention, then boom, here she is. Boom, now she's regretting this. You know, people people keep saying, you know, oh, you're by trashing Trump you're you're sending your audience by fifty percent. No, I'm not. My audience was probably never anyone who was gonna vote for Trump anyway. So there's that. Um I'm I'm happy Caitlin Jenner has finally figured things out. I hope she continues on this path and I will be right back. Okay, from one polarizing figure to another. Um, Jane Fonda has declared that she is done dating. The woman is she's either 80 or almost 80 years old, so it's not very surprising. I mean, of course, Betty White's still out there trying to get all the young hunks, so... Um, and she's like 200 now? So maybe Jane Fonda really should take a cue from Betty White. Um, but the Christian Frankie star says, you know, it's just not something she's interested in. Her exact quote is, I'm not dating anymore, I, but I did until a couple of years ago. I'm 80, I've closed up shop down there. Um, she, was, she was with somebody for the longest time, like almost eight years, which in gay years I think equals like 80 or so. Um, and she was not with a woman she was with a man and let me clarify that I was making a really bad bad joke um 
you know, I think at some point everyone just has to decide for themselves whether you stop dating at 80 or 50 or whatever. Um, I'm probably going to take the Betty Wright route and just be hitting on hunks. You know, my poor husband will be senile and I'll be like, hey, Danners. No, not you, not the female, not the male one. Yeah, you. Come over here, I need a sponge bath. Um... But that's because I, I really just truly think I want to live forever. I mean, why not? It would be fun. See what, see what songs and um, fashions and whatnot come back into style in the year twenty one hundred. Because you know, pretty soon the two thousands are going to be the fashionable decade, and it's really weird to think about that. Just like it's really weird to think about the 80s. Um, 80s music being played on the oldie station. You know, you... I was looking for some Madonna songs the other day. Um, some older Madonna songs, let me clarify that. Um, and, but I was like looking for them and I stumbled upon a, a playlist. I was like, oh. And there's a bunch of good songs on there. Um, Paul Abdul... Madonna, um, there was a couple David Bowie songs, a couple Michael Jackson songs, and the name of the damn playlist was Oldies. I was like, what the fuck, I'm not old. And I know I've dropped two F-bombs, so I guess this isn't a PG-13 episode. So sorry about that. Um, I, over the weekend, I filmed the short film, and we couldn't swear at all, so I guess I'm making up for lost time. Um... But back to Jane, um, you know, Jane's kind of had a career, um, comeback recently, um, Grace and Frankie, her hit Netflix show, is going into its fourth season, um, still going very, very strong, um, she's done a couple of movies for Netflix, which again, I mean, people are saying, oh, you know, it's a, just a Netflix movie. It's not that good. The fact that Con, the the Cons Festival is trying to lure Netflix to submit a movie is not insignificant. These are real movies that were built to be on the big uh, big screen. They just happen to be going to a streaming service. Um... The Will Smith vehicle, Bright, was uh, originally um, supposed to go and have a big theatrical release. And Netflix was asked, you know, why are you doing this, blah, blah, blah. So they they pulled it and um, decided to release it on the service instead. Um, same thing with Cloverfield. No, the thing with Cloverfield was that it was done, um, that was produced, it was going to go, Paramount was going to put that out, and then Netflix bought it. So, these movies that Jane Fonda are doing, these are not little movies that, you know, Hallmark can write and produce in, like, two, three weeks. These are actual movies 
I, no, I shouldn't say actual movies. These are movies that take time to develop and and film and whatever. So, yes, it's a career comeback. And speaking of coming back, I will in a minute. Alright, let's talk some Anna Wintour, people. Um, first of all, there's a really juicy, blind, over on Crazy Days and Nights that I read last night about an A-plus celebrity who um, had, a, had a, the secret affair with an A++ Ford-born celebrity. Usually A++ means some sort of um, leader. So it's like all exciting and juicy. And, you know, the, the baby was given to a distant relative... Um, who raised it, and the only reason why this is coming out now is because the baby is now grown and has health issues, yada, yada, yada. Um, but the most popular guest was Anna Wintour and Prince Charles, which, I mean, how fabulous would that be? I'm just, like, imagining, like, the Queen's reaction, who I, I'm pretty sure that the Queen is going to live to be, just like Betty White, 400 years old. I don't think she's ever going to pass away. At least I hope not, because I really love the queen. Um, center myself and back. Um, th- we don't know for sure that that blind is about them, because it could also be Barbara Walters and Fidel Castro, or any number of other people. Um, but it was really fascinating to think about like Anna Wintour in this way. Um, there's also an Anna Wintour musical. Um, it was it was never Broadway bound. It was written. I'm guessing just as like. Um, something that would tour in like the smaller theaters, fairly cheap to um, for them to buy, which is something that I'm thinking about doing myself. Um, just writing, you know, just writing some. Uh, some plays that are very satirical and um, cheap to produce. To make sure that um, the smaller theaters always have content to buy and, you know, make a little money for myself. Passive income is always good. Um, back to one. And the winter. So, rumor now is... The rumor back then, um, just a couple of weeks ago, was that she was out at Vogue. Well, there might be a little twist to the story because now... Um, after things leaked and everyone was like, whoa, you can't fire Anna Wintour. And after the Met Gala was such a smashing success, she may not be out after all. Um, it, the Condé Nast is trimming budgets left and right. Um, writers who have a retainer, um... Or, for those who don't know, um, when you write for a big magazine company like Condé Nast or um, American Media Publishing, what they normally do is, um, it's the same thing that they do with movies. In the movies, it's called an option here, it's called a retainer. Basically, you sign an agreement that all of your stories are given a first look by this company. Um, and each magazine has their own set of freelancers. Um, 
if they pass on it, then you're you're welcome to sell it to somebody else. Um, if if they buy it, then obviously you get the money for it, whatever. Um, so those are being cut by at least fifty per, or forty percent. Um, and they're saying that Anna Winter is is the one doing it and letting people know. Um, and they're saying that maybe she was kind of huffing and puffing about having to slash her freelancers' budgets. Um, as creative director of Condé Nast. And when she realized that, um, I can't think of his name, but the the new CEO of the company wasn't playing around and wanted to make a trimmer, better company, she figured she better play ball. Also, in the little bit of time that we have left, I'm wondering if the... I'm wondering if that... If the source of the original story of Anna Winter being out was Anna Winter herself. Because she knew it would rile everyone up, make Hyundai Nass look bad... And she would get to keep her job. Um, I've never met her. She seems like a really fascinating woman. But it also seems like something that she would do. um, Based on the fact that The Devil Wears Prada Miranda Presley um, was based on her. Something to think about. And I will be right back. Okay. I'm going to do an op-ed for our final segment. I was going to do a blind, but I couldn't find the one I wanted to do. Um, It's May, which means it is time to find out if your favorite shows will be back for another season or not. Um, The CW has already canceled Life Sentence and uh, Valor. Um, they renewed the bulk of their lineup, so all of your CW shows are safe. Um, the only one that we're waiting to hear on right now is iZombie, which um, normally would not be a good look, but the CW is adding Sunday night programming, so there's a chance that it'll be back for a fifth and final season. Um, I don't know how big that chance is, but I can't imagine them uh, just canceling it. It's the only procedural that they have. Um, And while the ratings aren't spectacular, there's a very, very, very loyal base. And um, so, yeah, so I'll try to keep an eye out for you guys. Um, But let's talk about the Big Bang Theory. This is a show that has it's going into its twelfth year. The number two comedy on the number two comedy was number one comedy for, I believe, like nine of the eleven seasons so far. Maybe maybe less than that because I know Level Two and a Half was number one for a while, um, but for for very long stretch of time it was the number one comedy on air and even this season it was the number one comedy um until Roseanne and you know the the actors are making um almost a million dollars per episode 
Johnny Galecki has made mention that he thinks that the season, season 12 will be the end of it. Um, the executive producer, Steve Holland, has said that while no final decision has been made, the writers, he, he has instructed his writers to go balls to the wall crazy. You know, throw, if, there's, if there's a story you want to tell, throw it on the table. And let's see what happens. And so that's that's exactly what they're gonna do. Um, I don't have the latest ratings for you, but um, this show is averaging probably around two point zero in the demographic. Um, for those of you who don't know the um. TV networks and advertisers don't look at the total ratings. They kind of do on CBS, which is where the Big Bang Theory um, airs. But the advertisers really, really want the 18 to 49 demographic. So 2.0 um, means it's just probably over 2 million people watching that age bracket. And then it's broken down into like men and women and you know, this age and that age and whatever. But for the most part, that's what that means. Um, I think it's time to end the show. Um, you know, I, I didn't watch in the beginning. I actually thought it was kind of stupid in the beginning. When they added Bernadette and Amy Farrah Fowler, I, I started watching because I love Maya Mialik. Um, I, I think she's a wonderful actress. Um, brilliant and deserves all the success in the world honestly um and those two kind of added a flair that wasn't in the show before um but now you know at the end of this tonight at the end of this season um amy and children are getting married and it just really seems like all the characters are are in a good place to wrap up the series except for Raj. Raj is just like one of those characters I don't know if they don't know what to do with or if they have to piss somebody off or what's going on. But he never gets a good storyline. Um, in the beginning, he couldn't talk to women. Then he dated two women. And he's just kind of been bumbling around. He was disinherited. Um... You know, all the other, all these other characters had some growth, and Raj has it, and I don't know why that is. Um, I was reading TV Line when I got inspiration for this op-ed, and one of the one of the commenters had a a fabulous idea: take Amy Farrah and Sheldon, move them to Princeton, move them to New York City, and watch them rebuild their lives somewhere brand new. I think that would be really fascinating. Um, and Jim Parsons obviously isn't ready to let go of the character yet. Um, Sheldon Cooper. That's going to do it for me for today. Cheers, and I hope you guys have a great day and weekend. Bye.